Welcome to The Buzz with ACT-IAC, your source for the hot topics and top issues affecting the federal technology market. Join us each week to hear insights from government and industry experts, stay informed on the challenges facing the public sector, and gain access to valuable reports and thought leadership. Enjoy. This episode of The Buzz is brought to you by Verizon. Technology provides the tools to meet your mission. Are you ready for the collaboration, productivity, and security needs of today and the future? With the right technology, you can connect citizens and your workforce, regardless of location. Network and unified communication solutions boost agility and improve productivity. Trust Verizon to help protect your valuable network and data, prevent breaches, and mitigate risks. Verizon delivers experience, leadership, and cutting-edge enterprise solutions to keep your network and data secure. Start modernizing your mission-critical technology today. Contact Verizon for more information about federal IT modernization at verizon.com federal. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Buzz with ACT-IAC. I'm Cindy Good, Program Manager at the Office of Financial Innovation and Transformation at the Bureau of Fiscal Service. I'm also a member of the Emerging Technology Community of Interests, and I am joined by Mike Rice. Mike, did you want to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Mike Rice. Uh, I'm an author, speaker, teacher. Um, I've been working with uh, the ACT-IAC Community of Interests for several years now. I joined with uh, the Blockchain Working Group uh, three years ago. And, um, and then I've also joined the acquisition. And this is actually a joint effort between both courts. And it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. We are very excited to be here to talk to you about an upcoming event from ACT-IAC, where we'll be hosting its second Shark Tank style competition, which is um, to be open to the public on October 14th. The event seeks to provide a very unique opportunity for government agencies, for industry and academia to pitch innovative ideas on how federal government can leverage emerging technologies to solve federal acquisition challenges. I feel like some of the things that come out of this can fundamentally you know, help how we can make acquisitions for the federal government better. It's also a first, as Mike mentioned, you know, we're two of the IX community of interest, the acquisition and emerging technologies, COI, what we're calling them, uh, have come together to solve a problem that we constantly see in government. Mike, can you talk a little bit about how this partnership came to be? Oh, absolutely. Uh, about two years ago, um, GSA came to the blockchain working group, the, the, the folks that actually managed the FAR federal acquisition regulation and basically approached the group and said, look, he says, how can I make acquisition better uh, leveraging emerging technology? Back then we were looking at, you know, smart contracts, you know, other technologies within blockchain, which has incredible solutions. And the gentleman was really, really good about saying, look, if I have to change the FAR, I will. I don't think I have to. And he's actually right. You know, 25% of the FAR is, you know, what I can't do. Another 25% is what I can do. And 50% is, you know, gives, gives contracting officers and 1102 workforce a lot of latitude. And um, so he basically launched us. Um, it was the acquisition uh, COI, the emerging technology COI. And um, we ended up um, producing a white paper. And, and it's really kind of funny. Every time emerging technology gets involved, uh, we impact the workforce. 
uh, we actually put a workforce development paper together um, that actually was kind of a spawn from, from this, this project also. Um, and resulted in a white paper that was finished uh, beginning of this year. Um, basically, it's the, the impact to the 1102 workforce um, using emerging technology. Another fascinating thing that happened was we, we produced three real-time use cases where um, I think IRS submitted one, HHS submitted one, and DHS submitted one. And I uh, actually talked about uh, the use case, um, what, the, what the problem statement was, what the as-is state was, what the to-be state would be, and the transformation enablers. When we got done, we were really excited and we decided as a group, let's don't break apart. You know, acquisition uh, workforce um, is, is looking at some major changes uh, over the next couple of years. And the teams decided to stick together as an integrated project team to continue to look at ways that emerging technology can um, help with the, with the acquisition uh, side of federal government. What happened after that was we sat down and said, hey, we did a real successful blockchain shark tank why don't we do a series of shark tanks that actually takes a look at emerging technology, takes a look what industry, what government, and frankly, what academia is looking at, um, and uh, hold this shark tank to, to see within the notional acquisition lifecycle um, how we can streamline those processes. And uh, that's kind of where we're at today. That sounds like a really great partnership. Personally, being a federal employee, I can see so many pain points that we all can encounter during the acquisition lifecycle. I'm actually really excited to see what types of pitches we get. Uh, so for those listening that want to be involved in participating and have an idea that they'd like to submit, or maybe even have questions, you know, what are the steps that they can take? And are there any resources to help them get started? The Acquisition COI and the Emerging Technology COIs are extremely active in producing collateral, okay? Um, we have a library of assets and, and white papers and uh, primers and playbooks, and, and we're even developing systems to help you know, support industry and, uh, and the government. Just in the white paper side alone, we just talked about the white paper that was put together for the, the FAR team at GSA. Um, you know, the White House came to us and said, look, your AI working group, you know, um, we need to know what, what it means to, for the ethical use of artificial intelligence. And, and the team was put together and we authored a white paper that went back to the White House and, and basically laid out, you know, those, those four or five areas um, that need to be taken in consideration. The bias, which everybody wants to talk about, transparency, responsibility, which was an interesting group, um, fairness and interpretation. Um, so that's just from artificial intelligence. I told you we did the workforce development white paper. And then we get into the primers and the playbooks. And this is just a fascinating group of people to work with. Primers, uh, they tell you what the technology is and what it isn't. Um, and it's a good definition of what the technology needs. So, so you have a good framework going in looking at the primers. Um, you look at the playbooks. So playbooks are, are based off of M3. So there are, are five major steps within the playbooks taking a look at, okay, from um, doing an assessment. Um, then we get into actually making a selection. Um, no, before we get to selection, we have readiness. And this is a good, good, good chapter two of step within the phases. So I say, all right, do I really need this technology or not? And then I move in, is my organization ready for this technology? And these are questions that don't get asked a lot of time. And when you look at readiness, you're looking at the workforce. Is a workforce ready for it? Are you looking at technology? Um, can we absorb this technology? What about InfoSec? What about 
the firewall rules? What are the things that I have to do? Oh, wait a minute. Is there policy issues that we have to deal with? Um, so that's what readiness really takes a look at. Then we move into the selection. We make the selection of our particular technology. And between selection and implementation, there's an acquisition piece, which is kind of where we, we come in here. Okay. And then um, once you implement the solution, then you integrate it into, into the, in the enterprise. All our playbooks follow the same format. So they, they have kind of a brand. And once you work with one, you know how to work with the, with the others. And we have playbooks for blockchain, IoT, um, artificial intelligence, uh, intelligent automation, RPA, um, DevOps. They're working on their playbook now. Um, so we have all this collateral that's been developed that can be leveraged as we walk into this type of uh, an event, a Shark Tank event, um, and say, look, here are all these tools that are available to you, all this collateral that's available to you as you begin to take a look at how you're going to solve the government's problem. Okay. I'm going to go back to the, I'm going to go back to the original white paper. What was fascinating there is that, remember I said, three use cases came out of that. Okay. So we got together with the, with the, the playbook teams and said, look, we've got three good use cases and we're putting out an awful lot of, um, of good material that frankly, this material is being used around the world. Okay. I can tell you that in emerging technology, we've gone from a handful of about five or 10 people I met every Friday morning, where we have 50 people in every meeting and they're coming from around the world. I can tell you that we've had World Bank you know, use, use our, our playbooks. We've had uh, Oracle use our playbooks. We've got this incredible collateral and now we've got these use cases and we said, hey, we would like to get a little bit back. You're using our playbooks. Tell us how you're putting this thing together. So I'm going to go into one more, one more conversation of another tool that was made available to act IAP, And that is what we call the NUSL, the National Use Case and Solutions Library. And uh, the NUSL is based on the original um, use case artifact. OK, so the use case artifact, if you've ever worked on a use case diagram, it basically talks about I've got my actors. OK, I need to accomplish a specific uh, a specific task and all the steps that need to happen and all the actors that need to play um, to get that task done. Well, we took a look at that artifact and said, hmm, how can we expand that artifact to include more things? So we took a look at the standard use case artifact and said, now let's take a look at. the. OK, here's the use case. Now let's take a look at things like what was the risk to the mission uh, if we didn't put this together? And based on the risk to the mission, what are the mitigating steps? Um, what's the rationale? Rationale of the federal government always got to go back to the mission. What's the rationale for doing this? Okay. Then we said, okay, what's the next step? And we took a look at the next step and said, what's the applied engineering piece to this? So the applied engineering is how did I put it together? How did I go from an as-is environment to a 2B environment? And oh, by the way, what were all the enablers in between? And then we said, okay, let's take it to the next level. And we expanded the artifact into lessons learned. So that, see, I want this to be a good reference library. I need to find out what mistakes somebody else made. Okay, so I don't have to make, make the other mistakes. I'm talking a lot about tools that ACT IACT has put together. Great collateral in their, in their white papers, great collateral in their primers in their, in their playbooks. And now they have a system here that um, industry and, and government can use. So we took all this together and said, man, if we, could just, if we could just leverage all this collateral and put it in the hands of academia, put it in the hands of industry, put it in the hands of um, the government, and then sit back and go, here we got a problem. Here's our problem statement. Acquisition can become cumbersome. How do we make acquisition better by leveraging all this technology? So that's, that's kind of the nutshell. Those are the tools that we're trying to put in people's hands. Um, another thing I'm going to just kind of plug real quick here, 
George Mason University has a, the Shar School of Policy and Government. Well, there's a group of people coming out of our working groups that are actually holding classes for federal government employees on their continuing education programs based on the ACT IACT playbooks and based on the NUSL. So um, this is getting a lot of traction. And this Shark Tank is going to be exciting, at least for us within the working groups. This is going to be exciting because we're going to see all this work that's been put together, all this, all this groundwork that's been laid, laid out, and then see really where we can go. How can we really solve some problems? I've taken a look at the use case library. And even if you need a frame of reference of what past submissions or past pitches look like, you can search through the library to get a sneak peek. I'm definitely a firm believer of not needing to re- reinvent the wheel especially if so much work has already been done and the opportunity for government to gain access to all of this information that you provided, all of the knowledge and experience from industry, I think is really a great effort that, you know, you guys have put together. I do want to point out pitches are due September 20th. Um, We will then pick five finalists to present to our sharks. Uh, The winner there will be two winners where um, you will receive recognition across the entire ACT, IAC, and acquisition communities. You'll also get the opportunity to be highlighted at our signature annual event, which is the um, Executive Leadership Conference, the ELC in November. Um, We expect over 650 executives from government and industry to attend. You'll also get recognition in two of our other conferences, the Emerging Technology and Innovation Conference and the Acquisition Innovation Forum. And lastly, the winners will also have an opportunity to present their ideas to the Chief Acquisition Officers Council. Now let's talk about the Sharks. We have a really good list. Uh, We have Polly Hall. She's the Executive Director of the Procurement Innovation Lab at DHS. Janelle Billingsley. She is a Global Procurement Product Development Executive at HHS and an author. We have Florence Casule. Director of Procurement at the White House United States Digital Service. Harrison Smith, the Director of Enterprise Digitalization at the IRS. And William Randolph. Mike, did you want to talk a little bit about William? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, William, I met William about uh, six months ago, and I kind of worked side by side with him on a couple of projects. William is a delightful individual to listen to. Um, he's retired, uh, 1102 SES. And um, if you ever get the chance to look up William's whiteboard on YouTube and uh, um, he will enlighten you. Um, he knows uh, acquisition inside and out and, uh, and some of the innovations we've seen in, in the acquisition world uh, came from William's brain. So yes, he's, uh, he's gonna be a great addition to the Sharks. And we also wanna mention, it doesn't just stop at the Sharks. They will, we will also have lists of advisors that are experienced in all facets of the domain, whether it's procurement, policy, technology, that will also work together with the sharks to make sure that we find the best solutions for trying to help solve the federal acquisition problems. So Mike, what makes a good submission? What is something that the sharks are going to look for? I'm gonna start with what the awards are gonna be. And then that I kind of set the stage for what we're gonna be talking about as far as good submissions. Okay, so first of all, um, we talk about the process to submit. We present a notional. We talk about the notional um, acquisition lifecycle, and there's there's five there's five phases in there. And if you look at the PMA, PALT, 
which is uh, procurement administrative lead time. That looks at solicitation um, release to solicitation award. Okay, and they're trying to they're trying to look at that. So that's going to be an impactful area, but that's pretty much easy to do. We're seeing a lot of submissions in the um, market research side, okay, because this is where a lot of legwork has got to be done uh, from from the 1102 workforce. Um, so if, take a look at the, the the whole life cycle. Find a place that's going to be impactful. So I just gave away the first the first award. So the sharks are going to take a look at, and they're going to judge on what's the most impactful um, presentation to the acquisition life cycle. Okay, and that's coming from that group of five sharks. Okay, our audience is also going to be um, voting, and they're going to be voting for the second award, a second award, and we just kind of call it the shiny object award. It's the old wow factor, like man, that was really cool. Um, so there's there's two ways we're looking. We're looking for impact. And we're looking for cool. We're looking for that shiny object, that oh wow, oh wow could be a lot of things. What technology or group of technologies you were leveraging to solve the problem? Okay, um, oh wow might be uh, where you placed your where you placed your solution within the acquisition lifecycle. The most impactful, which the sharks are going to be from a professional perspective, they're going to say this will change our workforce. This will impact the flow, um, the workflow within the lifecycle itself. So. Kind of think along those lines. Kind of think along the lines of impact and think along the lines of this is cool technology. This is going to really do some cool stuff. So that, that I think that's kind of how I would view that right now. Let's look at some, some example technologies, okay? Um, okay, so so blockchain is really good about data profits, okay? So um, when, when we're looking at um, a blockchain solution, it's, it's that smart contracts. It's, it's doing that work along the way. Um, making sure that it can't, the integrity of the data is, is intact, okay? So integrity is a big one. You look at AI, okay? Well, let's step back. Um, let's look at RPA. RPA is, a, is an AI technology, uh, which basically um, automate, automates repeated tasks. So I'm freeing up the hands of, let's say, a contracting officer or whatever. Intelligent automation is the next step from RPA. So intelligent RPA says, I will do the work that RPA does, um, but intelligent automation says, I'm going to start doing some of the thinking, okay? So there's certain certain business rules that we know all the time. Here, here's, a, here's a good example. I'm going to go to GSA, take a look at the schedules, okay? So every time you have to make a change to a schedule, okay, one of your schedules, um, or the mass schedule program, a contracting officer has to touch it, okay? Well, the contracting officer has to touch it. Well, what if it's we're at the end of the fiscal year and we are discounting you know, our, our product line um, by 15%. Why does somebody have to touch that to approve it? Okay. That is always in the government's best interest. So it follows those lines. So maybe you have an idea of being able to automate that process to get the contracting officer out of the, out of the middle of it. Uh, some of the use cases that we saw uh, within our white paper, um, CPARS. So DHS um, went and took a look at parsing CPARS up front, um, saving lots of time. In the IRS pilot, um, they were using artificial intelligence um, to actually go through the USA spending data, that's FPDSNG data, um, to be able to quickly find things. Um, DHS is looking at using artificial intelligence to look at all their contracts across board. Uh, why in the world would we want to start another contract to buy a widget when I can buy these widgets, all three contracts we already got? So these are, these are innovative ways of being able to save the government time, save money, and leveraging technology to do the work for them. 
So I'm excited for this event. I'm excited for all the pitches that are going to come in. I'm excited to see the personality of the sharks to come out. Um, the event again is set for October 14th between 9 and 12 p.m. Eastern time. This will be an online event. Um, if you guys need more information, we do have a IAC page and a LinkedIn page. Thank you so much. Again, I'm Cindy Good. And thank you again, Mike Rice. Thank you. I look forward to seeing everybody. And that's a wrap on The Buzz with ACT IAC. Join us next week for more hot topics and top issues affecting the federal technology market. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. And follow us on Twitter at ACT IAC. More information about today's show can be found in the episode notes. For more insights, visit www.actiac.org. Thanks for listening.